Welcome, everybody, to the seventh episode of the Forged in Light, a Destiny podcast. With me tonight, as always, are my two co-hosts, Crimson and Doom. lives in all places and all things you can block it even try to trap it but the light always finds its way because we are forged in light Well, tonight, as it is a is, is a dry season, season of the deep has been probably one of the driest since I would say season of lost. But I think season of lost was so dry because it was a fucking half a year for the whole season. And uh, yeah, I think everybody was trying to find other things to do. But going into that, we had the summer of games. So a little bit towards the end, we're gonna we're gonna try to talk about what we fill our time between destiny with and what we're looking forward to fill our time with yeah it's tough with the seasonal model with you get this little drip of content here and there with the storylines and whatnot and it just it's hard to pass it's hard to fill the time you know you don't always get these action-packed it's not like when lightfall first drops you know where you get like a rush of content or anything like that so and I mean, honestly, like comparatively to Witch Queen's drop, like the the campaign on Witch Queen just felt so great. And then going into the season and then the following season, you were like, yeah, this is great. Plus, we had the, the subclass yeah. 3.0s all rolling out. So it was a lot. It was just a lot more exciting, which I mean, you can't you can't expect, <laughs> yeah. you know, your cake. Every time, true. Sometimes true. you gotta eat your vegetables. That's kind of ironic that it's called season of the deep when it should be season of the drought. Yeah, that's pretty. Much... <laughs> yeah, season of shallow, nothing, bro. Man. shallow end. Um, <laughs> like we're, I, I mean, we're like, ruined I, on an island here. No, f- for real, for real. I mean, <laughs> I I tend to like really Christy. enjoy the seasonal activities myself personally, um, but man, as of late, like. I, the, from the moment I played Salvage, there was just something about it that I did not like. There is something about Salvage that I just do not like. I've been all right with all the other six-man seasonal activities. I have usually farm it within the first two weeks. I've already prestiged the seasonal vendor. So I'm like, all right, I already prestiged it once. I'll go for the second one. That's it. I've already had all, I get all my red boxes done within by like the third week, fourth week, whatever. So, but man, I am just dragging dragon balls in this season, man i just cannot push <laughs> to get it yeah done. it's 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 definitely i i very really haven't touched salvage yeah i mean we talked about this last episode where it just it catch oh, crash feels better yeah, than salvage yeah. in that now, deep dive though they got something there i do like what they're doing the whole deep dive model so i do i hope that they intend to progress the next seasons with that type of model and maybe think about just getting rid of the six man activity honestly and just stick with the three man model and do do it like um um 
like a, a rogue, you know, a rogue roguelite where you run in and you have the chance of getting better better loot if you could actually complete the activity in the hardest difficulty. So I hope they decide to proceed or stick with that at least. Yeah, I do like the choose your own difficulty aspect of the the three man activity just because it's like you know if you just want to quickly blow through the thing, you don't have to do the mm-hmm. hard mode, which is nice. Yeah, but it is yeah, nice I do to like be able that. to have I that do option. like that. That's not also based on like at least there's still LFGing or matchmaking, and then if you want to within that matchmake group, you could boost the difficulty of that encounter or at least that 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 instance. So I hope they keep it. I I, I could do away with the six man, but I hope they keep that and decide to proceed with that activity or activity like that in that nature. I do like it. Sure, it's a uh, it's it's a welcome change for sure, the I seasonal agree. activity. Uh, I like the uh, how you, you kind of have to recruit people into it. It's not just like I'm going to change the difficulty for myself. It's like we've all had we've expressed our frustrations when you want to activate the challenge mode and deep dives, and it's like you just get that one guy in an LFG that won't do it sometimes but other times it's like you know you get a lot of people on board and you're like cool this is it's fun i I like it well last uh last episode was right before the new dungeon dropped um so i guess we can we can take a little time to talk about that what what was your guys's main takeaways and like what did you like about the new dungeon and Uh, what could you have lived without fucking tanky ass bosses i could live without <laughs> like the fact that yeah. they have so much goddamn health <laughs> would be like appreciated if they fixed it or nerfed at least a little bit that's rough yeah yeah it's like trying to catch <laughs> it's three pretty step damn annoying. Guy, it's for pretty sure damn annoying <laughs> she's so she she's so squirmy so hard to hit so much HP. Yeah, get, yeah, it's it's absurd. It's pretty damn absurd, honestly, in my opinion. It's such a shot to the ego, especially like last night when all three of us were running that, and we were on like, wait, what was it like the fourth damage phase on the final boss, and you're just like, we suck. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, yeah, like, come on, guys, what's going <laughs> on? We terrible. keep screwing up. Like one person would screw up something. Like I messed up my damage rotation on the boss. I don't know how many times I just sent a rocket off into nothing because I just totally whiffed the boss. And it was like, Oh, it's so frustrating Same. watching that happen. And then Same. you end the damage phase and like you ticked away like an eighth of her health. And it's, it's so frustrating. Like, like that's when I, I was just, I got so frustrated. I, I just like, <laughs> you know what? I'm just putting on div. I'm like just sitting there in my menus, putting on div I'm like, go boys. Go hit, hit this fucking squirrely bitch. It actually, it actually did like change up the the mechanic or at least the activity after you did switch up to diff. But dude, we went from only doing an eighth of her, like a quarter of her health, to we did half of her health in a damage phase. Yeah. I was like, all right, this is what we needed. We just needed a bigger target to hit. That's it. Can't yeah, I know broadside of a I know arm, everyone you know? stands by the Leviathan's breath does stun lock her because of the poison damage and all that but like i didn't want to have to rely on doing that but obviously i think in the state that that encounters and we're gonna have to rely on that a little bit more i guess because it is really frustrating just her maneuverability 
Yeah, but, she's definitely. Uh, I do like the dungeon overall. I like the aesthetic. Uh, the boss, the bosses are cool. You know, like I said, the, the one thing like we just said it's just it's just a health pull. I think it's just a little absurd for what for right now. There's a lot of positives. So for me, it's like yeah, it's I, kinda... there's a lot of callbacks. It's a lore heavy dungeon. It's it's got fun mechanics with some of the stuff like reading symbols. It's a very minor memory puzzle where you're just like, wait, I, this is the symbol that I have to match it up with. But at the same time, it's like, like the, the water mechanics, the bubble mechanics. It's, it was fun. It's, it matches with the season, but at the same time, it's new and interesting. I think, the level design overall is way better than like duality. Duality was kind of boring. I thought at least like the setting, it it wasn't really anything interesting. It was like uh, a a cabal ship. Like how many times have we seen that? Exactly. So this was really cool that it introduced a new (laughs) mechanic along with like a new environment that was interesting. And it, it, it kept you engaged throughout the whole dungeon for me at least i don't know how it was for you guys yeah it was definitely it was definitely pretty cool man this like hearing savathun or not savathun i'm sorry um zebu zebu wrath just screaming at you and (laughs) and all those lore entries like it it, yeah you're right it's just a it's a hell of a lore heavy dungeon which was welcoming to like to like see callbacks (laughs) like the ekthar Ekthar was the first Hive Knight you fight yep. in D1 to get the sword. Like, all back. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of cool, man. I know Come a lot of people complain, like, oh, sure. it's just reskin shit once again. Bungie doing what they do best. You're using the same old content, but, you know, I defend them because, I'm like, well, this is still technically the same story we have been playing for the last few years. So, and I mean, I think it checks out. <laughs> I think it's cool. Like it, 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 it sucks. Yes, but <laughs> sure. at the same time, you know they already know what they're. They have an end game for the story, and they know what they got to do. And they have a. They already have a site in set in mind. So, um, I'm just. I think that they're going to deliver. Hopefully, the ending correctly. You know, it's going to be worth it. Yeah, yeah. I hope they. I I really hope they stick the landing. And and if, like the way the story's been going is, it's been slow drip. Like like Doom was saying, but. Hopefully it leads up to a great conclusion. And I think that's what we're all yeah. we're all still here for. We're just we just want to see how it ends at this yeah, point. <laughs> but great, great, great dungeon all around, great aesthetics. Uh weapons for the most part, pretty solid weapons. I mean, they get some interesting roles on a lot of these things, like the gray launcher. I do not like and <laughs> the, co- and, the uh, color the aesthetic. But <laughs> <laughs> it is such you know, like a blue and white bro? choice especially after like <laughs> seeing the armor that they gave us i'm like so you're gonna give us the taken king's armor but yet you're telling me that this guy rocked this hideous ass armor <laughs> like, or i mean he rocked these hideous ass weapons like get the fuck out of here there's no way in hell orcs would have been caught fucking rocking those weapons no but yeah that armor is definitely fucking pretty yeah fucking the armor awesome, is dude, for sure cool yeah, it's RGB. I love it, that, it looks that armor. Great. I just don't like the color choice for the weapons. And I know it's a first world problem. You could just change the fucking skin <laughs> easily, I guess, the shader. But I don't know. <laughs> I did yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. 
You, you could definitely. Sure, it takes takes. I always thought shooters. it was funny that the weapons and the armor in a lot of the dungeons never really matched with each other on some of these, like especially in duality. Like you got that hockey set of armor, and then all the weapons looked like I don't know, like not really cabal, but not really matching the armor set either. So yeah. Not that I need them to match. I just I thought it was odd that they didn't, considering raids they normally do. So, either way, yeah, I'm not true. opposed to it. I think it was good. Yeah, armor it was great. Weapons, I mean they they dropped the uh, the new hot rocket launcher is isn't out of there. The uh, I'm looking it up right now. I can't remember the name of it. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what the the hell the name of it is do you even destiny cold comfort that's what its name is i'm like hacker man over here like typing away trying to get it but yeah that's the new the new hot thing this is your new rocket for dps that's the new hotness on the streets the new hotness man you get envious assassin (laughs) and bait and switch on this bitch and with its uh its its trait that if you do, if you revive an ally or finish somebody, auto reloads the weapon. So if you if you fully trick out Envious Assassin and overfill the mag to three, you get three rockets and then automatically reload. You can shoot four rockets before you even have to reload this fucking thing, which is nuts. Yeah, it's pretty fucking nuts, wild. man. With bait and switch too. Come on. Yeah. It's number one. It's all right. Uh, no, I see people like loading up 11 rockets into it. I'm like, that's fucking cool, man. That's pretty meta. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it's just, it gets to the point where we're, where we talked before. It's like, we're at a point in this game where like, it's hard to, it's hard to incentivize us to get on and play. Like we were talking, I think it was last night where it's like, it's hard to, to justify like grinding for all these craftable weapons when it's like how many fucking hand cannons do i need to craft man i don't need to craft them all i found the one i like (laughs) i found the pulse rifle i like i don't need 50 other pulse rifles yeah we counted them up last night it was what 107 craftable weapons like yep that's that's insane especially with like how few um Ascendant alloys drop like that. We don't have a good ascendant alloy farm right now. So, I mean, realistically, you have a ton of crafted weapons that you can't masterwork because you're going to run out of ascendant alloys before you do. So, it's frustrating. Yeah, for a lot of the weapons, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. I think I have four or five in the barrel ready to go, but I'm like, do I really need another trace rifle or another pulse from the other five that I have crafted that could get the same rolls? Like at at a point, it's just for aesthetic. Then at this point, you know that's that's all it really truly is because, like you're like you said before, like a lot of these rolls are we're gonna get to a point where craftable weapons are all going to basically have the same rolls, uh, or they're going to be able to get the same rolls. Uh, to a certain degree, and the only difference is going to be the aesthetic option. And not to mention the the craftable weapons that you want multiple rolls of, like the Eichel SMG. There was a great PvP roll and a great PvE roll. 
So a lot of people have two of those. I, I have two uh, Acacia's Dejection, the trace rifle from the raid, because I wanted one that was a little more for ad clear. So I used, um, oh shit, I'm going to forget the name of the perk now. But I, And then I have one for like DPS, it's Reconstruction Target Lock. And it's, I think it was Reconstruction Incandescent or something. And it was like, I don't know, it's like, so now you're going to have multiple versions of these crafted weapons. Uh, I'm not going to master work them all. I'm not going to burn all my Ascendant allies yeah, in case, sure. you know, there's another for meta real. weapon down the road that I really want to craft. And, but you know, it is, it is what it is. I wish it was, I wish Ascendant alloys were tied with GMs. You know, maybe they'll address that in the future, but you know, come on community. Let's, let's bitch about it. <laughs> Let's rally, <laughs> rally behind let's, on Twitter. Yeah, let's let's get one. Complain, <laughs> but it's like these craft. The like the biggest difference in a lot of these, like oh yeah, sure, they're a lot of the same over and over. They get all the same perk. They have different stat packages, right? Like one pulse rifle might be crazy range, but no stability and, and low handling, whereas the other yeah. one will be a reverse. Yeah. But when, like for guys like us three, we could feel that. Right, like I know if I have a fucking sniper rifle and it has ten handling on it, I'm just gonna throw it away. I don't <laughs> care if it has perfect perks on it because the by the time I pull that thing out and aim down sights, I'm dead. In PvP, mm-hmm. I'm dead. And mm-hmm. in PvE, like it's a slog fest to pull a ten handling up to aim down sight, and you're like, no, I'm done. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but back, the average back. player doesn't doesn't feel that on the end like when i'm like oh i really need corkscrew rifling on this specific pulse rifle because the handling is five lower than the syncopation and it's like no, no one else is playing that way like only yeah only us are yeah. playing that way you know that's true for the casuals they're not gonna really like mind what kind of barrel perk or mag perk they have on their weapons so well yeah. and the funny thing is More now I, I feel like we're spoiled because of all these crafted weapons so now if I do get a random roll of a weapon that isn't craftable, like say you get a god roll, I feel dirty if I don't have the barrel perk or magazine <laughs> perk. I'm like, uh, like it could be better. It could be so much better because I'm so used to having the five out of five version of the weapon that I want. So it like, even though I probably won't like if you gave me two of the same weapons, the only difference were the barrel perks and magazine perks. I probably wouldn't notice the difference. I think dad will put out something about that. And he was like, you know, a three out of five. If you're not, if you're missing the first two, you're not really going to notice the other, you're not really going to notice the difference. And I don't know. I believe it's just, I get weird about it. And I know that's me, but Uh, yeah, I I, I feel it. I can tell you how many autumn winds I deleted because, and they were like, (laughs) they were range finder head seekers, you know, they were perfect. The doubles, but I deleted them because they didn't have what I wanted in the other two perks. It's like, no, 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 I'm not using this thing without five of five. Yeah. <laughs> Try hard. <laughs> Dude, that, that fucking thing has a recoil on it. That is, it's like holding a fire hose with one hand full blast. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you need a five of five on that bad boy to get that thing vertical. Yeah. I think I got like a three like a three out of five, four out of five roll. So well, you better I put a counterbalance that. on that thing or else you're going to be that's, shooting Timbuk too. That's <laughs> why I tend to put on most of my pulse rifles that are like targeting adjuster. I bounce between those for PVP stuff. 
Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's get into the 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 nitty gritty. Like the biggest thing right now in Destiny, and the biggest thing right now is the the change of the twab. It's no longer a twab. Rest in peace. Pour one out for the homies. It's a twid. Like you're twiddling your pud, <laughs> reading this fucking thing or listening to us. Yep. So we got the twid Yuck. for this week. Nothing exciting other than uh, Bungie actually listening to the, the complainers and, and answering some questions from complainers. Yeah, it was kind of a weird like launch of the twid because it just felt like it was a, a blog post of just like, here are questions and we're going to show you what we answered, how we answered them. It was like, I don't know. I felt like that could have just been released with like the midweek patch or something. That's just me. Yeah, I mean, some of it's like, like the very first question is NPVE ability uptime is very high and has increased despite global changes to base cooldown. What are the current thoughts on ability energy economy? And that's a lot of like between PVE and PVP. Like, yeah, you don't have a lot of gunplay anymore. Like it's you build into ability spam. And like that's yeah. that's how yeah. you play the game because it's a lot easier to just kill things with abilities than it is to actually use your gun. So. I've always preached that, man. We're gonna get to the point, or we've gotten to the point where the gun gun mechanics don't really matter anymore. You know, and it's kind of weird, especially coming from a game that that was its origin. It's it's all about the loot system, but when your abilities matter more, it seems like it. It's kind of taken like a one eighty. You know, it's it's flip flopped where the magic, the space magic, is more important now than the weapons or the shit we're trying to loot. It's definitely a balancing act when you're trying to. You know, you want to keep gunplay important, but at the same time, like they they did say in there, the we, the core of this game has kind of been about space magic, for lack of a better term. And it's like, yeah, you you do want uh, a healthy mix of both. And there's been a lot of nerfs for a lot of ability uptime. And I, again, they said it in the twid, which uh, I cannot get used to that, but. <laughs> They said it, like, even with nerfs to uptime, it, there's still ways around it where you can just ability spam like crazy. So it, yeah, it, it is kind of tough. I, I think we're definitely in a better spot than Seasonal Plunder. I would say Seasonal Plunder was probably the pinnacle of our ability spam because that was like Arc 3.0. Yeah. It was the last one to be done. It got thrown out there. They let everything else reign supreme. You still had your... Heart of Inmost Light spam and and it, like yeah well, that was I think the pinnacle and they've been bringing it down it's just been a slow gradual decrease because they don't want to over nerf anything because that would really alienate a lot of the player base is if you over nerf shit and then people just leave they'll be like this isn't fun anymore goodbye yeah mm-hmm. oh god I remember that season I could just spam ionic traces with my warlock like crazy it was it was so ridiculous fun <laughs> it was fun i'll give him that but you know I've, a lot of ability uptime especially when you're getting that many ionic traces and stuff yeah sorry pre pre nerf lightning grenade heart of inmost light titan oh yeah that's no not less said like yeah. Yeah. Was, those fucking <laughs> grenades the best tracking what's uh, holy shit between pvp and pve like 
You didn't even need to use. You just use your grenade. That was it. And it, and they stayed up forever too. Oh yeah, they stayed up. Titans forever. are a menace. Not, not much, but it's honest work. In in a good way. I'm not I'm not bitching. <laughs> they still about are it. menaces. They yeah. still are menaces. They Bungie agrees. Bungie devs agree that Arc Titans are the most oppressive PvP class to play against. They say that All it's right. the best subclass in the game currently for PvP. Agreed. Well too I mean, too hard to I play mean. against. <laughs> Titans, they got something, I guess. Titans rule and hunters drool, dude. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man! But they do talk a little bit about like the current suite of grenades and how they don't want anybody. They don't want it, like to be a single best option. So they're trying. They're going to try to like tool around with some of the grenades to bring other ones up in usage, which 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 would be cool. You know, be able to. Use I mean, I grenades. I use. I've ever since they nerfed it, like I've also I've strayed to um, to pulse grenades. You know, pulse grenades are super awesome and oh, yeah. super strong grenades yeah. too. And people sneeze on them. They're mm-hmm. good for boss damage for sure. Like if the boss isn't moving around and you just fucking throw that thing underneath them, it does way more damage than the lightning grenade for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, Krim, you're gonna be you're gonna be super excited about this, but. Hand cannons getting more love. Maybe I'll actually pull out a fucking 180 hand cannon in PVE. <laughs> there you go, man. They're they're gonna they're gonna increase the reload speed at zero stat by 50% as a scaler with 100 100 stat being unchanged. Substantial, they're saying to hand cannons, so it should feel pretty good. And uh Increasing the PVE damage again, twenty percent more for red bars, oh, and seventy-five, wow. seventy fucking five. Just listen to that number right now. Almost a hundred percent more damage to majors. So that is awesome. We got that coming. That's I gonna be. Good. I am very excited for the new subfamily, the heavy burst hand cannons, the two round yeah. burst hand cannon. That sounds cool as shit, and I really cannot wait to yeah. try that out. I I already got my prediction for it. It's gonna be we have crimson at home, and it's not gonna be as good. <laughs> <laughs> we got crimson at home. Here's your two round burst. <laughs> Unless that motherfucker gets head seeker, if a two round burst hand cannon with head seeker, sign me up. I'm in. Well, if it gets if it has explosive payload, that would actually be good because that flinch if you're using it for like PvP. Yeah. I mean, it could be a very niche hand cannon where it'll be like the first hand cannon of its class where you have to play like mid-range with it or something like that, but it'll fucking sh- shred if you're mid-range. But the second you're out of that range, you're you're fucked. You're you're done with it. Yeah. Yeah, they've they've done that before though, like new first of its class, like they did it with the aggressive fusion rifle and uh the what was that? In Beyond Light. Mm-hmm. Terrible. They'll never make another aggressive fusion rifle again. They said it was the worst gun they've ever made. Then you got the uh, the two grenade the duo grenade grenade launcher from Spire of the Watcher. You guys remember that there's a, a double fire 
heavy grenade. Oh yeah, grenade yeah, launcher. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was cool aesthetic. It, it, yeah, I guess. I never, uh, <laughs> I never used it. I liked it, like the the text machina or whatever stuff. Yeah, I just, um, I never use it. I, I honestly never really held on to any of the weapons from Spire the Watcher. See, so I feel I, like they missed out on the cowboy aesthetic, and we could have had a revolver like rocket launcher that just had like a revolving tube of rockets but <laughs> you know come on guys what are, what are we doing here no you need, we, to get a, you need to get a job at bungee man we got, <laughs> we got the hierarchy of needs you need to fucking go work at bungee buddy <laughs> yeah i just sit around and come up with ideas that's, actually really that's awesome actually that's fucking sick that actually would have <laughs> That would have worked. You're just you're just like Nickelodeon and cartoons of the '80s and '90s, just railing <laughs> cocaine. And all right, I got it. Uh, just large revolver rocket launcher, brother. Let's uh, let's make this happen. See, I see myself more as like a, a fat cat, like oil tycoon, sitting there with a cigar. Like, what's it gonna take to make a revolving rocket launcher? Let's make it happen, boys. And then I just like walk out of the room and the devs cry because now they have to design this brand new weapon that i came up with as you put your ash out on their fucking like computer <laughs> just burning them less crying during the meeting boys you're really bumming me out <laughs> cha, cha, cha. <laughs> this is a nice <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Bar and does a fucking peel out, dude, out of the <laughs> fucking parking lot. <laughs> Starts playing what is that? Uh, Maybe you ain't seen nothing yet, and then he just fucking pulls oh, out, dude. As he's driving away in his fucking LeBaron, dude. You don't even walk in. You're like on the back of one of your employees, like getting a piggyback ride. <laughs> <laughs> Onward, Tonto. And you're like snapping at your employee. My name's Chris. <laughs> this could be your future, Bungie. Please hire me. <laughs> Someone get this man a job. Stay. <laughs> uh, they also talk a little bit about kinetic weapons falling behind as builds. And I do agree. Like some things I'll like, I try to use a kinetic weapon because I know they got a little bit more of a, uh, a buff, but it's like, there's so much inner workings on like, you know, weapons and subclass and it's hard to, to decide to use the kinetic, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have fusion rifles are feeling great. Trace rifles are feeling great in the last two seasons. You know, they've, they've have a huge come up, you know, a resurgence in activity. Everyone's using them. Seeing uh, shotguns are feeling good, and sh- even the rotation of shotguns with trace r- paired with trace rifles or fusion rifles for boss damage phases. Right? Yeah, yeah, just anything, <laughs> anything yeah. with trace rifle. Like trace rifle is just the new primary. You're better off just using a trace and a another mm-hmm. special weapon. Yeah, agreed. Uh, they're gonna re- they're gonna take a pass at the exotic glaives, the class specific ones. So eager to never use that thing like they've been wanting me to use it did they fix the issue with the board where you're supposed to get your they were supposed to i i honestly i haven't looked because i'm not in a hurry to use any of those claims i remember i did pick up i i have i definitely have the titan one and i think i 
have the warlock one and i just never swapped over to my other character to the hunter to pick it up and then last time i checked it was broken still you're not you can't pick it up so i never unlocked them oh well because that's how <laughs> you much never I cared about them. them. Oh, because they're not good. Yeah. At least yeah, in their current good. iteration, they're not good. Yeah, the Titan one is actually probably the best out of all three, just because you have a little bit of survivability with being able to pop a bubble on your teammate. So, But other than that, it's a very niche. Like, I wouldn't bring it into GMs. I wouldn't bring it into endgame content. That's, like, really, really hard, so... Well, they also did say in season twenty three that they're going to take a pass at glaives, but it's going to be more PvP focused. And yeah, which is really weird to me. Still, like, why? Like, I'm not I, excited for that even a little bit because I've never, <laughs> I've never gone against somebody that was using a glaive and and thought like, yeah, that was a fair fight. Like, it just feels cheap. Like it was always sort of memey. And now, I don't know. We'll see. It, it could suck. It could be awesome. I'm. I think if you're good with a glaive, you're really oppressive in PvP. <laughs> yes, it's nutty. Oh, it's like, like any game mode that has a riot shield character or anything like that, man. It's just super fucking annoying. Like you do not want to encounter someone rocking that shit. Although, what game was it? Was it Halo or one of the Call of Duties? Yeah, remember when? Fucking people who rock riot shields in, in Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, I do remember. I was those people. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. This guy, dude, that's Carl, bro. That's Carl coming back to bite you in the ass. Then, okay. Man. However, <laughs> it that. creates some of the funniest encounters you've ever seen because when they first released oh, Glaives, right. and you would go into a room in some s- small area of a PvP map, and you get six guys in there, and it's just stab, 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 and then it, you're just you're like, what the hell just happened? I couldn't hey, help but laugh, and then it got hey, man. very fast. So, yep, yeah, yeah. Hey man, you did it to everyone. That's just that's just the universe coming back to get you. I did. I I fully took advantage of Cali Six and the Riot Shields and Call of Duty. I was <laughs> see a huge piece of shit about it, and I'm not ever gonna say it wasn't fun because oh my god, was it fun? <laughs> oh man, yeah, that sounds great. But uh, they talk about exotic, like a question was any further exotic tuning planned for the future and what's the thought process behind those changes? And they just kind of go into like talking about how their timelines work is like they just shipped season 21. Season 22 is already done. Now they're working on season 23 as we're playing season 21. And they haven't even started touching the final shape yet. But like... Mm. A lot of the season 22 stuff, they've been play testing for months. Like as, as we were in season 20, they were doing season 22 play testing. So like when people like find this exotic, that's like really oppressive to play against in PVP, like it's not easy for them to just be like, Oh, we should fix that right now. Cause they're also working on like bipod, I guess they're gonna make a tweak to bipod, shoot to loot, over under under over. But and this then they're is... gonna work on the zoom too. So they got a lot that they're working on and it's hard to like to change shit or like get off their, their timeline that they have to be on. 
Yeah. Hold on, they're gonna they're gonna buff bipod, dude. That's the most meta mod in game right now. <laughs> well, they didn't say they were gonna buff it, but they said they were gonna change it, which I thought was funny because they just introduced it. So it's like they what you said. Who was talking it up? Was it Chris Proctor or something that was talking it up? And yeah, it was Chris Proctor. Yeah. It's like he, he was talking it up, but yeah, it's it's definitely a limp noodle. Like yeah. it's not that great. But it, I, I, I'm telling you, I ahead, I think there is a place for um, uh, there is a place for it, but it's a very very like specialized weapon where like everyone in the team has to work together so that one person could do crazy damage or or have an insane amount of ammo, which is cool in the long run. Yes, you probably have. 20 rounds or in 10 already procced in your chamber but now with the new uh, weapon from um, ghost of the deep do we really need i feel like bipod came out and then that new weapon that new archetype just fucked it all up you know just pretty much decimated that mod like well we don't need bipod it sucks yeah you would lose damage that new one's got bipod you just why would you use it over bait and oh does it have bipod okay i didn't even know it had bipod on it but like this is this is one of the things I love about Bungie is that like in a good way I'm not about to bitch like genuinely they're looking they they said it in that Q&A we look at the 20 lowest performing exotics and those are the ones we touch up and a lot of those are older exotics from like Red War and you know Curse of Osiris so like they're touching on guns that are years old at this point to make them relevant and i like that they're not just treating it like ah that's old content like just focus on the new stuff guys like there's there's new stuff for you to get now they're actually reworking old stuff and i get that you know it's not as fast as some people want and i i that 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 never bothered me i guess i know these things take time and I've seen regular reworks of exotics, whether it's buffs or nerfs or, you know, however they're going to fix them. But it like it's obvious that they're going to keep doing that. So just, like just let them keep doing it. I love this. I love that they keep touching on this. One of the things they put in there was their, they and it was very vague, but they said a new catalyst for an exotic weapon didn't specify which weapon. And they said it's the most complex catalyst for an exotic that we've ever created and i was like oh man that sounds like it could be cool or it could be like really convoluted i don't know but like the whole hierarchy of needs where you gotta proc the circle i don't know i don't have it but (laughs) it's like i don't know it's (laughs) it it sounds cool it really does i like that they're giving attention to older stuff like this it again this is bungee like keeping the game going this many years on they don't have to but they choose to Bro, well the new format divinity? what if they're, <laughs> what if they're <laughs> giving a divinity a catalyst i mean they did have that image of monte carlo so are we hinting at that finally yeah Ugh. so i mean it'd be cool what would be cool with monte carlo is if you could change the the um the bayonet on it like I, if them saying like this is probably one of the mo- this is the most complicated exotic catalyst we've created thus far, and then they have a picture of the Monte Carlo. Now that could just be because they're talking about exotics, or that could be a hint that like Monte Carlo is coming next. Something with the bayonet, 
like you can either take it off and if you take it off you get you have faster maneuverability and have faster reload uh if you put it on you have like pretty much melee strength of a glaive or something like that because if you think about it the monte carlo can be second as a glaive in theory it's true so it's the, or maybe that's even it. If you mount the bayonet, it could it, it counts as glaive hits as well too, or something. It's, I don't know. it's gonna be the, the case of beer catalyst for Monte Carlo where it <laughs> auto targets everything for you so you can play well smashed. Uh yeah. <laughs> that or the thorn. Thorn could definitely be dude, I could there's so many routes Thorn could get like go with if they put a callus on the thing. Especially with Strand now. Oh, yeah. Well, and touching on Thorn, they, they did say that, uh, you know, the question, are there is there going to be any more integration with exotic armor and weapons the same way Necrotic Rips interfaces with Weapons of Sorrow and stuff like that? And I, they said they I, I did agree with them that it, it has to feel special, like it's rare, so they want it to feel special when you actually get these things to work together in that way, which is cool I'm, mm-hmm. I'm for that i don't want everything to <laughs> interface with everything else but at the yeah, same time then that would limit your build as well exactly it seems but at the same time they did say like this is that's more of a a warlock thing so when they do it in the future it's going to be more of a, a hunter titan thing which cool. cool more more integration between things that we can break and you know one phase bosses so yeah. Yeah. Like having weapons that aren't specifically class locked or class specific to a certain class would be cool. Um as in like you said, like obviously Thorn pairs great with uh Warlock and Necrotic Grips. Um and all classes could use it, but you definitely you get the most benefit for using it with that class. Um it would be cool to see weapons like that. Like maybe even like another sweet business type weapon for the Titan and I don't know, a cool hand cannon for 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 the hunters or something that's more defining to their class. Um Yeah, not not much else in the twid. Bun Bungie's standing behind their, their stompies change. Saying that it was a great change. People are still up in arms about the stompy change, but Hey, it is what it is. Everybody's gotta play the game and it's hard to play against a hunter that can immediately jump in you know. 20 feet above you and just kill you right away. Yeah. yeah. I do like that they go in depth on, on why they go about those changes. It was a good explanation. Like inherently yeah. hunters have a, a huge advantage in PVP with their jump. So you know, it does. Yeah. Their jump sense. is definitely the best PVP jump for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately changing direction. Like that's, pretty good when somebody's shooting at you yeah definitely it seems like uh they do talk a little like maybe we might be able to favorite shaders soon <laughs> so that would be cool i like i hate having to go through that fucking that yearbook worth of worth of shaders every time yeah or they got a catalog it's better like okay vanguard shaders gambit shaders at least separate those man because clearly we get so many for those playlist activities so why can't they have their own tab yeah yeah it, it, it would, would be nice. nice man 
at least so is like for fuck's sake crucible gambit and vanguard he'll just make life a lot easier going through <laughs> well let's uh let's put her in reverse terry <laughs> let's uh let's talk about what what we uh what we're looking forward to because you know we had the the summer of games game fest 2023 through ign with a bunch i mean usually it'd be e3 about this time of year but e3 was canceled so mm-hmm. we're getting all these little you know like developer or you know directs that are that are going into what's coming out soon and Man, this year, batting a thousand, like they are just not. Everything's knocking out of the park. I, I am gonna be a poor man. Yeah, man, broke tober, dude, broke tober. Yeah, holy shit. Those those months, uh, October, September, November, that shit's gonna hurt the wallet. For sure, it's gonna be so worth it though. <laughs> so these the games that they announced, a lot of this stuff looks so goddamn cool. Yeah, yeah. I think overall for the last few weeks since E3 got canceled and everything and developers are deciding to do these directs, you know, they're a lot cheaper anyways. They don't have to pay to haul shit around, pay to set up and make new new kiosk and shit and pay for tchotchkes for people to take. But um, <laughs> <laughs> PlayStation had theirs, PC gaming had theirs, Xbox had theirs, Nintendo has one like every few months it seems. They're always announcing cool, goofy-ass shit, so... Um, overall, I think for the year so far, like everyone's hitting it out the park. I am very, very excited. I'm now at the point where I'm finally contemplating picking up a PS five. Um, you know, PS five has some really good exclusives coming out. There's good stuff coming out for PC and then there's good exclusives for Xbox. So I don't know. I'm going to have to wait and see what the wallet says. Yeah. Well, I think I think the number one pickup that's on all three of our minds that we're all going to probably play is Pal World, the Pokemon lookalike. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like I, I'm surprised that that trailer didn't get DC striked right at the fucking. <laughs> I I want to play this game. Like I, it looks fucking bizarre. It is sweatshop Pokemon with guns. Big no, yeah. that is what you get off <laughs> wish.com if you order pokemon it is wish.com pokemon and yeah, i'm here for it general because pokemon it looks right fucking ridiculous <laughs> yeah that shit looks goofy as fuck man have you seen that it is, doom have you seen pal world i have not dude dude it's <laughs> it's legitimately pokemon but all the pokemon have guns and they shoot each other and kill each other and you make yourself a base and you enslave pokemon to power your base and and run your farm <laughs> it sounds it like american pokemon. pokemon it sounds awesome it, <laughs> <laughs> it is capitalistic <laughs> pokemon yes <laughs> capitalism pokemon for sure <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That was probably the oddest one that they introduced at the Summer Games event. Um, it was so weird. It was just so weird. Uh, was not expecting that, and like, I'm surprised. I, I was hoping, like, all right, it's gonna happen at some point this week. Nintendo's gonna reach out and say, "Pal World has been fucking struck with a lawsuit. They are no longer in development." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it never happened. <laughs> 
after they realize how many like pre-orders and then next thing you know we're gonna see pikachu with an ak-47 you know (laughs) yeah like when you give it a watch uh doom like it is clearly like there are clear indicators. All right. Like that is a Bulbasaur. That is a fucking Charizard. <laughs> Those are epic Pokemon. Like this is taken out from their books. <laughs> like, that what that is a Bulbasaur with a blow dart. And that is a Charmander with a fucking flamethrower. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is funny because can... Nintendo is very protective of their IPs. So I, <laughs> that, that's so very surprising. Oh, so that... damn weird. They went out with that. Like one of the early trailers that I saw of this game is like you grab one of your Palmons or whatever the fuck they're called and use it as a bullet shield and just like you let it die because it's just taking all the bullets for you. (laughs) Oh my God. Yep. Sounds brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that's the top of our list right now. We'll just go ahead and let the the community that listens to this amazing podcast know you, you'll <laughs> catch us on Pal World. <laughs> yeah, right so comes out. This is a Pal World podcast now. Yeah. No. So I mean, in all jokes, the number one game I think that's on all of our lists is Starfield. Like I, I cannot wait. I want to play that shit tomorrow if I could. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else can be said about it after, you know, I've been one that was following that game since it got announced three, four years ago at E3 and it, all it was was teaser trailers and not even that. I mean, I guess you would consider the small, like 20 second trailer, a teaser trailer, but it was nothing but just seeing a guy walking, uh, around in space and then he sits in his ship and that's it and then it says starfield no one knew what the fuck this was and it's like we're here now you know we're at the culmination where it's like starting like it's going to come out yeah. i don't know what to think I'm, I'm scared i'm happy like there's so many mixed emotions yeah i think a lot of people were pleasantly surprised because that's what they needed man after like the debacle of redfall and everything yeah unfortunately like Microsoft hasn't really been hitting it out the park with their first party games and they haven't really delivered any true first party game titles if you really think about it at least triple A stuff uh, maybe indie stuff which is all right but they need that triple A title that's going yeah. to their find this that big money new, yeah like we have these awesome next gen consoles from them but like has there been a defining game that like a halo this generation's halo for this console this you know uh, system right now so um, but yeah, and I think Starfield can be it. I just hope they're able to deliver everything that they're promising. Yeah, I just hope we don't get the. T- I know we're. I know it's going to be a great game, and I know it's going to be a typical Bethesda game where it's going to be the best game after two months, and they patch out all the bugs. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be buggy, you know. And if people go into this expecting no bugs like come on man you gotta be realistic it's a it's a giant game i know a lot of people don't they they don't understand the whole development process of a video game uh a small indie game let alone a giant triple a game of this magnitude so you gotta have respect to like the game developers just like any job you know they're building something from the ground up and there's a lot of steps you know there's there's a million steps to creating this game and they're on step maybe five hundred thousand still right now they have a couple months to really finish everything up but now this is where they're starting to do their pre-checks and checks you know yeah for sure and 
And we forget the game was delayed a year. Like literally was supposed to be out last year and it got delayed a year. And now that after seeing the footage that we were given and somebody, I forgot who it was. uh, I saw it on Twitter. They had comparison photos of last year's footage to this year's dude, night and day. It's huge. So I'm very, very pleased with what we were able, what they showed us this time. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be, it's going to be good. The, the ship mechanics, Looks great. Like you could build a Megazord. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that like wonky ass Optimus Prime that they did as like Dollar Tree <laughs> fucking Transformers. Dude, that thing was janky as fuck. How did that thing yeah, fly? But it worked. <laughs> Science. <laughs> a- aliens. Space dude. magic. Aliens. Space magic. <laughs> In a world where destiny exists, where we could walk in outer space, but yet haven't figured out technology to fucking float underwater, anything's possible. (laughs) I mean, at the end of the day, it's Bethesda, and they make these great, like, open world exploration based games that just, like, I loved Skyrim, I loved Fallout. They were fantastic games. They have so many great storylines that. Like, you know, you'll you'll kind of stray away from the main story and find yourself on this multi-hour-long side quest of just random shit that you've been doing for some NPC for the last hour or two, and it's it's so much fun. I love Bethesda games. I really do. It's been a while since I've I've played anything. I didn't play like Fallout seventy six or you know a few of the more recent no one ones. Did. Yeah, Don't feel bad. Exactly. No one did. So you played Skyrim, though, right? I did. Did you play Skyrim P PlayStation Edition? I did not. Did I you only play Skyrim the PC Xbox. Edition? I only played the Xbox version. Okay, so you didn't also play the limited edition, or the five year edition, or Skyrim <laughs> ten year edition, or the Skyrim twenty five years of Bethesda gaming or edition, Skyrim Switch. <laughs> Yeah, or Skyrim fucking mobile on the Switch, basically. Or Skyrim Skyrim VR. I've never seen a game fucking relabeled, like fucking restamped and sold so many goddamn times. And you know what? I'm the ass for owning that game three times too. So I can't yeah, even you're not wrong. Game. They made their money off that game. It's it's the same thing that Rockstar has done with Grand Theft Auto Five, or they Fact. just absolutely at like they're still supporting it but it's a cash cow right now so it's insane how much revenue that game drives gta oh that is fucking nutty no cows go home you know you know what i'm saying dude it's a full ecosystem within itself that's like second life man that is a real second life right there people play that game just to play as a cop and legit run around the town pulling people over there's full streams of people being like in art, like real life engagement. Yeah, role playing, dude. People, yeah. people get crazy about that shit, dude. Yeah, I they know. stay within the the lines on the street and everything. And if you like jaywalk, they pull your ass over and ticket you. I was just saying, back into Starfield, it's just like kind of circling back to it. It just at the end of the game, or sorry, at the end of the day, it's a Bethesda game. I love open world games. Uh, their stories have always been incredible. The mechanics are always fun. I can't wait for my crew members to start clipping through the walls of my ship. It's going to be awesome. So 
Dude, T posing, dude. When they're T posing in fucking space, you're gonna think that they're like possessed. You killed them all. Exactly. Like, fuck you off my ship, dude. There's something wrong with this guy. Yeah, <laughs> got, I, this man's got the space shakes. And I know, I know, I give it shit for like they're gonna have bugs because it's the best of the game, and that's just how how they are. They make great they games, are, but yeah. there is inevitably bugs because they make them so so deep. But I know I'm still gonna play it the first week just like i played cyberpunk the first two weeks and beat that game through all the bugs that it had oh yeah but speaking of that how about that cyberpunk dlc I know. dude phantom liberty dude, yeah come on I, okay no, so I'm into it. I, I gotta go back to finish that game now after seeing that because i left it off and it was good i i only left it because there are so much shit other games coming out so i like i was enjoying my time with it though with cyberpunk and i played it probably eight months after it released so it did already have certain patches and even by now it's improved drastically so dude i, I need to go back and finish that game i played the shit out of cyberpunk i love that game so much i had my gripes good. about the way it looked at times like you know water mechanics and shit like that but the game was fun I played through on every character that I could. I've beat the campaign multiple times. It's so Nerd. much fucking fun, dude. It it just and, and like every time I would play through it, I would find some other crazy like weird shit that I didn't notice before. I I really like that game. I didn't see the trailer for the DLC, so I am gonna have to go check that out. But uh, oh, it's good. Idris Elba's in it. Awesome. That. Idris Elba oh, and uh, Keanu Reeves is back, man. I don't want to say anymore, yeah, because I don't want to spoil it. I'd rather you go watch the trailer and enjoy it. I was going to say somebody else is back, but I don't want to say anything. <laughs> no, yeah, it's gonna it, be it's gonna be good. Yeah, I, I actually another... like hearing that there's support for it. Like, I was worried that CD Projekt Red was going to kind of sweep that one under the rug, which would have been really disappointing because I thought that was a, a really fun game. And I think even though it is a full game, I don't think they're, it's not being labeled or, or um, charged as a full game, like a $60, $70 game. I think it's only going to be 40 bucks, So it's almost like DLC price. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I swear, I think that's what it was because I saw on Twitter uh, the pre-orders already went up and it wasn't, what i thought it was gonna be which like in a good way i'm like holy fuck this is awesome like that's good on them man like good on them for doing that that's that's like giving back to the community and in a way be like thanks for supporting our game even though we know like it kind of fucked up in the beginning but you know hats off to them that's a that's a top tier move right there yeah so i know i don't i don't think we got to talk about it last time i'm gonna segue off of cyberpunk and no marathon <laughs> marathon was announced bet- between our our last episode and this episode mm-hmm. i think we didn't really talk about marathon at all you guys yeah. excited for marathon <laughs> 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 you're not excited for the the developer that you of the game that you play the most <laughs> to have another game <laughs> well knowing knowing that it's a full pvp mode game like I mean, it's a Tarkov game. That's what it is. You know, it's a Tarkov game. Survive, yeah. you know, go in there, get your loot. And I like Tarkov uh, myself. I played it like one time, Tarkov, and I just never went back to it just because there's so many other games that are taking my time. 
but I like the concept of it. I like the idea of like going with your team, uh, the high risk, high reward of trying to get loot and then getting the fuck out of there or risking it and trying to wipe out other teams. It's awesome how they're going to do it. I don't know. Uh, I never played the original marathon. Um, apparently I did not it's, either. It's, yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I'm not saying I don't, I don't like the game or anything like that or a PVP game. It's just, there's not enough for me to, to like, be like excited about same thing was for starfield you know when they first announced that there was nothing but cinematic trailers and like all right cool like what the fuck is this or well i don't have anything to be excited about because i don't know what the hell it is and i don't know what it looks like i there's no gameplay or anything like that so the concept may be cool but what kind of pvp runner is it you know i know they said you just go in there with your team and you guys could find keys and try to make your loot better uh, and you could decide to leave or go try to hunt other teams down so is it going to be a small base is it going to be very vertical is it going to be definitely more horizontal play like i don't know there's just little things to me that weren't answered in that trailer but it's cool that they're branching out finally and yeah. creating other ips because we also have matter that's supposed to be coming out uh, or at least that's the code name for what other game another i think IP, that's what they IP. i think matter was marathon's code name and and they wanted to stop having that that situation where they had to like advertise jobs as you're going to be working on matter and then like these developers get in like I don't want to fucking work on an extraction shooter and then they just leave because like you know what I mean like they they're mm-hmm. they're under the influence of like I'm going to be working for Bungie on this matter game it's going to be this and then they get there and they're like oh marathon this looks like shit and then they just leave you know yeah yeah I'm definitely going to give it a shot for sure. I mean, I, yeah, I loved, yeah. I loved uh, Halo when Bungie had the helm on that one, and it wasn't three four three Dick and the Dog. But at the same time, it's like so. I the whole reason I played Destiny was because it was a Bungie game. Like, uh, other than that, I probably wouldn't have played this. For like honestly, it it looked cool, but the main appeal to me was, oh, I know Bungie, I know what they've done in the past, I like their games, so I'm going to give it a shot. And you know, here I am on a podcast about it, so <laughs> I like I, I'd be stupid to not try it. So we'll see. We'll you know, see how for it goes. for whatever people have gripes with Bungie as a developer, you can't you can't deny the fact that they still come up with good ips at least original ideas too and yeah i guess a first person shooter isn't original when they came out with halo but originally you know and then they even before then they came out with marathon back in the day in the like uh what the early 90s or late 90s uh and then what was the other one not miss but there was a there was another adventure game that they came out with for pc and shit like that so it's like they're known for creating cool new IPs or like new games in that, uh, in a genre. Um, and you got to respect that, you know, that they're not afraid to kind of like think outside of the box and like push the boundaries a little bit. And, you know, in a world where a lot of games could seem very repetitive and the whole free to play market seems to like, all right, we're just going to copy pasta a lot of this shit because it's already out there. Uh, you know, games like, like Fortnite and Apex Legends and all that stuff, as fun as they can be, they're moment to me, they're momentary. Um, and games like they, I mean, they've creator of Halo, the creator of Destiny, you know, maybe a lot of people don't play them anymore, don't respect them as much as they used to, but they're still defining games, I think, in the gaming world. So we gotta, 
I think there's a lot of respect to the fact that Bungie is trying to push to create something new. What their twists will be on it, who knows? And that's the exciting part, I guess, is like, how are they going to twist the runner shooter, you know, looter shooter? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think uh, I think a lot of the complaints with Bungie, though, it's like it's not for what Bungie's not doing. It's that it's what it feels like a lot of people are bitching because Bungie's not meeting their own expectations and like the individual person that's complaining about it, their expectations. And yeah, at the end of the day, they're one of the best developers. Like, like you said, they've had tons of different games. And the reason why I like the games that they develop is it feels like they kind of pour their heart and soul into the game with Halo, that was the best Halo was probably ever going to be was when Bungie was in charge because I mm-hmm. genuinely cannot stand Halo under 343. I, I think it's yeah. a terrible direction for that franchise. But then yeah. moving on to Destiny, Destiny 1 I thought was a lot of fun. Destiny 2, rocky start, but definitely recovered in the state of where it is now, you know, server problems aside and spaghetti code, like everybody complains about, it's like, it's still a, it, it's, it's an old game with a lot of new content on a yearly basis. So I'm not opposed, like I, I, I like, I'm, I support Bungie almost regardless of what they do, but it's, I, I'm, I'm not going to. I don't know. I'm not going to not play their game because of issues I've had with Destiny because overall I think Destiny's been great. So we'll be a marathon podcast this time next year, Woody. Fuck <laughs> 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 <But> we will. <laughs> yeah, I, there's a lot of great I mean, I'm looking forward to 33 Immortals. That Dude, game yes. that game looks great. I'm going to I'm definitely yes. going to be playing that. That looks great. I love uh, Thunder Lotus. I I felt like it was a sleeper hit, or at least a lot of people didn't play it. Uh, but Spirit Fair, Spirit, Spirit Fair two years ago was like one of my most favorite games out there. It was original. It, it was gorgeous. Great. Oh, the story was so like, oh my god, heartbreaking and heart wrenching. Oh, so. The music and the ambiance in that game, dude, I'd I'd be fucking falling asleep. I'm telling you this, Same. but it was so comforting. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be sitting there like just dozing out, trying to play the game. Like, no, yep. no, no, stay awake. Yeah, agreed. Stay agreed. Awake. Oh man, yeah, I, I, I wanna I wanna go through that game again. I wanna replay that game. I had such a good time playing that, and it was such a surprise because when I saw it, like I knew about it uh, when it got released in like prior year E3, and then I'm like, oh, it came out. It's on Game Pass. Sweet. I give it a shot, and I gave it a shot. And I'm like, it turned out to be one of my favorite games of that year. It's good. It's a great game. Yeah. yeah. If you guys haven't played it, highly suggest giving it a Spirit Fair try by a Thunder Lotus. I think it might still be on Game Pass. I don't know for sure. I know it was for a bit, and then I, th- I do know it was on Game Pass for PC after it came off of a console, and then it came back on console like the ultimate edition or the game of the year edition or whatever it was but yeah we'll see another another good looking one that's getting a lot of really great reviews that I'm, i might pick up 
Lies of P. That one looks yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Man. I think the demo's out. I don't know if it's a It PS is out. It is out. Demo. And it's, uh, I don't know where you can get it. I know there's a demo out. I know for sure you can get it on PC. And it's like a four, four to six hour demo. Like hey, a man. huge portion of the game. I guess you could fight a couple bosses in it. and That's dope. It is a if it is a Souls game. It's literally like a copy paste Bloodborne. But I love Bloodborne, so I'm in for but it. The, the story concept is like I respect the whole idea of it. Like it, you you play as Pinocchio, like a version of Pinocchio in a different universe. You know, well, it's version. like the original Pinocchio story out there, like mm-hmm. the not. Not Disneyfied. Not Disney. <laughs> Baldur's Gate three. Eh. <laughs> plays that, dude. Who plays that? Come on, dude. If I had We're a PC, young, I'd be in. We're young gents I, here. I played Baldur's Gate two, man, as a child. Right. Enjoy your MS DOS. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Respect for that franchise for sticking around too, as long as it's been, man. Uh, Towerborn. That's one I'm looking forward to by the makers of um. Oh, what the hell? Did they come out. Um, Banner Saga. Yeah, Towerborn yeah, Banner looks Saga. cool. That's that a good. cool concept. Um, where your tower is in the middle of a map, and then it's like on this hexed type map where you could conquer nodes or areas that will give you resources and then you get to build your tower according to what you want it to be uh but the cool thing is that you, you could what is it i, I guess an, it's a run a looter shooter as well or looter fighter um and high risk high reward because i guess you go into these mini dungeons or arenas and you have a high a good r- chance of getting cool loot but at the same time you could risk it all and lose it all and then on top of that you have four player co-op and that's cool yeah, couch co-op slash multiplayer. Yeah. I saw that. It looks looks pretty good. Yeah, that looks awesome. I like the aesthetic too. I do like that art aesthetic that they had for that game. Yeah, they they just they do pretty good on their aesthetics. It was like Banner Saga was great. It was like all hand drawn. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah, Banner Saga was awesome. Doom, what game are you looking forward to and why is it City Skylines too? <laughs> <laughs> First off, get out of my head. Second, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I <laughs> I love city builders, man. I don't know why. I just always have uh, played the shit out of City Skylines, and that's like uh, that that game was out in like uh, 2015, I think. So, but uh, yeah, City Skylines two, Star Wars Outlaws looked like it could have Ooh. some potential, but yeah, there's not there. You know, I, I want to see more of it before I get super excited, but I'm, you know, kind of too late. I'm already super excited. So I, yeah. I bet it comes to Game Pass being Ubisoft. I really hope it comes. If it comes to Game Pass, I'll play it hands down. Yeah. Well, we do have, uh, we do have like the Ubisoft Game Pass deal now. Um, I think it only costs us like ten bucks to get it on Game Pass or get their Ubisoft program. But yeah, you're still hoping. Hopefully, it does come to Game Pass. If not, I'll just wait for like a good deal um, on that or a good sale on it. But yeah, those are those are mine. The the games I'm looking forward to right now. We kind of touched on it. I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but uh, 
they're talking about uh, reworked Metal Gear Solid games. I was mm. huge into Metal Gear Solid when I was a kid. I love those games, and I would really like to just play an updated version of those. So that alone talk about be... keeping that shit low key too. Like I did not have this anywhere on my radar that they were going to fucking remaster these. And if they're starting with the third one, it's kind of backwards, but hey man, I I really want a remake of the original as well. I'm like, I really hope they fucking do this. So I think like why they did the third one first before one and two was because in the Metal Gear timeline, three comes first. It's true, yeah. So they start. So they're going to remake them, and in chronological order, three is the first in the timeline. Yeah, it would be three, and then it would be Phantom Pain. I guess it would be Phantom Pain. Yeah, but Phantom Pain's already like still good. I love that game. Phantom Pain is awesome. Yeah, it was the first like truly open world Metal Gear, and I thought it was great. I wish the drama between Konami and Kojima would have been. Like I, I wish Konami didn't treat him like shit because he creates some pretty amazing games. So yep. I uh, that that was sad to see, especially after you saw like all the the cut content for like the third act that they just yeah. didn't add to the game. There, like there's fully animated cutscenes of stuff that we'll just we'll never see, and so that's disappointing. But you know he's off doing his own thing. Dropping pictures of him with Nicolas Cage on his Instagram the other day, I saw. I was Dude, like, real, man. "It's like, what the hell is this about?" I mean, I I, I want to learn more, but what the hell? So everyone's uh, predicting it's for Death Stranding, too. So, and here's hoping. I I actually really love that game. Death Stranding yeah. was another one that I played super late after I've been playing a director's cut on PC, and my God, is it just amazing you you talk about a vibe or like losing yourself and falling asleep when you're walking through a valley and then all of a sudden the, the just a random soundtrack kicks on like oh man and you have this beautiful vista it, there's so many awesome aspects to that game and i know you have uh, have you played it either one of you guys no, no i never played it oh man it's it's a hell of an experience i know it's a tough one to get into because obviously it it did it didn't do well at launch um and it's just one of those that after all the updates, um, it found its true calling. And it's it's a great story. It's a great game. Great performances all around. So I think you guys will like it. It's very lo- rich in lore as well. Hmm. I feel like that's like a, a Kojima trademark. Just randomly dropping just this fire soundtrack out of nowhere. It, he did that, in, <laughs> he did that in Metal Gear Solid 4 where you were... Where you go back to Shadow Moses and like you start creeping through areas that were uh, that you made your way through in the first Metal Gear Solid game, and like he starts playing that soundtrack again. Oh, it was so nostalgic. I love that. He he was he was always really good with soundtracks and and that aspect. It was a very cinematic form of game development that you don't see a whole lot. They said the other day, like the. The ending cutscene for Metal Gear Solid 4 is 71 minutes. That's insane. <laughs> but it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> like, name another game where you have just ridiculously long cutscenes that are vital to the story. <laughs> so. That's nuts. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I'm gonna spitball a few other like big ones that I might play, might not play. We'll see. We'll see how they look. I mean, Spider Man Two, Spider Man got huge, huge reviews. Prince of Persia, a new Prince of Persia game. People are kind of upset about that because I don't know why. I like two D. Everybody it's was a Metroidvania. Hoping, yeah. Everybody was kind of hoping for a a remake, but eh, whatever. New Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Seven. I haven't played any of those. I feel like I should probably get into them. And then I realized, like, it's a JRPG, and those are a huge time commitment that I don't know <laughs> that I want to get into. What do you mean? You ha- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You haven't played... What do you mean when you say you haven't played any of those, as in the new the, ones? The new ones, yeah. I haven't played Oh, I was like, what? No, 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 no. Yeah, I've played Final Fantasy VII. Come on. <laughs> I, I, I was born in the 90s. I've played Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Which, okay, okay. Oh yeah. Side note: Final Fantasy 16. I guess we can go on a tangent on this one. Uh, mm-hmm. It's getting a lot of a lot of big hype to it, saying that it's going to be the Final Fantasy 7 of this generation. Like our generation had seven because that was like the fucking shit. And they're saying 16 is going to be that one. It's going to be that guy. Yeah. But they said 15 was going to be that guy too, and we all saw 15. That was oh, great. Dude, you didn't like riding around in the car with the boys, dude. <laughs> well, emos before they made Final Fantasy VII, they didn't say that this is going to be uh, a generation-defining game. It just kind of was that. So, I don't. I don't, I don't think. I don't think. Um, uh, Square is not saying that. That's just like the hype behind it. Like people yeah, talking about the it, hype is know? real for this one, Doom. Like, no, it, I, I get that. I'm just saying. I, I've like, seen gameplay. I saw the gameplay of the demo, and it looks pretty good. Like the seamless interaction. I was watching a boss fight, and the seamless like change from cutscene to like you don't know if you're in a cutscene or if you're actually in the fight. Like it's that seamless <laughs> between wow. the shit. It, it looked. It looks great. Like looks I, good, I probably will play sixteen when it comes out because fuck it why not <laughs> uh we have the lord of the rings deep space galactic it looks like <laughs> that's coming out oh dude hell yeah i'm looking forward to that especially after playing uh the game of the year golem yeah dude so excited <laughs> for that game <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh new yakuza game that was kind of out of nowhere. People are excited about that. Alan Wake. Oh, is that two. the? Hold on, was that the one that was on the beach? Like, come enter the uh, like, like a like dragon a dragon Gaiden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that trailer was goofy as fuck, but awesome. <laughs> Alan Wake Two's coming soon. Everybody's excited for that one. I didn't and play it's... the original Alan Wake. I haven't played any of the other ones like Control. I heard all of those are great. <sighs> Dude, I just haven't. You... You need to play control also. See, that's the thing, man. The catalog for the like the last two, three years. I'm sorry. Was... Krim, I'm a Destiny yeah. 2 player. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> man. What a lose. What fucking time do you think I got? God damn it. I'm a Destiny 2 fucking player. I have a podcast. I don't have time to be playing <laughs> Control Alan Wake 2. Hey, man. Oh, you got your Alan Wake in my destiny. No, you got your destiny in my Alan Wake. <laughs> A real gamer wouldn't say that. Oh man. <laughs> and if and if 
Diablo 4's grind wasn't good enough. There's Path of Exile 2 coming out. <laughs> if it's Diablo so 4 wasn't as depth in depth for you, you got Path of Exile 2. Yeah, I watched a co- uh, developer video on uh, Poe two like a month ago. They were already talking about it, and they were talking about their skill tree. And holy fuck, you think like Diablo's Diablo is definitely made for, Diablo four is definitely made more for a casual player. I I personally think, um, yes, the grind is there, but this is a game that's made for the dads, you know, like or the moms, whoever come home they have a full-time job and yes the streamers hit a hundred in four or five days when it launched they're streamers they get to play 24 hours a day whatever but this game is definitely built around like the casual player come in play an hour or two that's it you're done poe though like to their grind and their new skill tree if they do stick with what they showed looks absurd looks just <laughs> absolutely awful in a good way i'm like i just like wow i I wouldn't even want to dive into that game because I feel like my my I can't give it my full attention. There's so many good games coming out. I don't know how I'm going to balance my time. Yeah, definitely. That's the There's big a... that's the big hang up, man. Where like we were just saying Broketober which you coined and I really like it cuz there's a lot of shit coming out pretty soon. You really got to pick I, and choose what you devo- devote your time to. So, do I smell merch, boys? Broketober t-shirts. Broketober t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> See, we, we need to get on this. Broketober and light destiny podcast <laughs> on the back. You know what I mean? First Broketober first. and the three twittiots or something like that. Like, <laughs> let's do this. Oh, Three Twidiots. That's the that's the um, that is the title of this episode. Is Three Twidiots. <laughs> so. Oh man, more more fucking hot fire. Uh, Dead by Daylight has a Nick Cage uh, Nick Cage expansion coming out. You could play Nick Cage. <laughs> Dead by Daylight, which I by far I think the best content that Krim ever made on Twitch was the time that we had five of us together playing Dead by Daylight. He was on Twitch streaming, and we were all in the same party chat, and one of us was the killer, and like the killer just like I just muted the game chat so I couldn't hear them, but I was still talking. I was doing like Herbert the pervert voice through it. Like, mm, I'm going to get you. And like, I, I couldn't hear what was going on in the background, but I guess it was, it was pretty entertaining. Cause I was just, oh, I'll come get you, Brooke. Dude, yeah. And I remember one of those, it's still like one of my highest cliffs. She brooks one of my followers for those who, uh, who are listening. Um, she scared the shit out of me because she had she was rocking, I guess, the witch class, and the witch could like leave a specter of herself hidden, so you don't see this thing on the map, Doom. So you're running around, and it's basically a landmine. So when you step in the vicinity of it, it fucking explodes, showing you a specter of her, and it yells at you. And it was 
fucking terrifying because I'm running around trying to sneak. I see her running. I'm looking at her. I'm like, all right, I sneaked around there. And then all of a sudden, Bleh! I'm like, oh, motherfucker. I'm like, fuck. And it showed, like, it reveals your position to her. So I'm like, fuck. And I, like, I'm scared. She's chasing me. I'm fucking trying to drop pallets down on her. I'm trying to jump fences through windows and everything. Yeah. Like, that was a great game, man. And, you yeah. Know, we need to revisit that one. For sure. The so another thing that was brought up in another podcast I listened to is that Call of Duty has not said anything about their next release. Are they going to have a release this year? You think we're going to have a Call of Duty to play? I yeah. think I I actually heard otherwise, and this was before uh, Modern Warfare Two dropped that they weren't going to release. That. They were not going to release another major title. It, it's because they were running into the same thing with Cold War, where it was it was not a very good game that they released and, and tried to integrate that with Warzone, and so it it was it was kind of a shit show, man. So yeah, I I, do I had that heard that they were that. not going to release another major title. I thought they're gonna they're switching to every other year, and this just seems to confirm it that they're gonna be a, a bi yearly release schedule for Call of Duty, which is good because then make better games. <laughs> yeah, definitely, and I don't know. It should should always kind of be that way. You want to put the best game out possible, but yeah, that's not the way a lot of people think nowadays. So yeah. Like going into that, like Call of Duty is X Defiant. I I really want to play X Defiant because I've heard nothing but good things. I heard it's it's old Call of Duty developers that wanted to make like an old school modern warfare too. Like what we were in high school screaming at each other in the glory days of Xbox 360 saying obscenities that you get canceled for now. Um, <laughs> which it was a dark time in in the online banter for sure i talk some mad shit and oh yeah i have grown up since then i am not the same man i was in my 360 days for sure <laughs> but it would be nice to get some old school fucking shooter action going in you know the key mm-hmm. is to find your opponent's sensitive spot and to exploit that and to oh. mercilessly ridicule them to the point where they quit. So. I the the worst thing I ever did in a modern warfare 2 um, lobby was I went into excruciating detail about a 55 gallon drum of peanut butter <laughs> with some I I can only assume he was a 13-year-old boy cuz he sounded like a 13-year-old boy. And his dog and his mom. And that kid left the lobby. He, he didn't stay through the whole badgering of me describing a 55-gallon industrial drum of peanut butter. His mom and the dog. And I told him that the peanut butter was not for the dog. You know what I'm saying? My God. Jesus. Oh. I am not that man anymore. I have grown up. I think old old school Call of Duty lobbies were it was a wild west, man. It it was it, it was, was the wild west. west, man. 
shit that was said in there is makes me cringe that <laughs> was ever okay to say <laughs> over the internet mm-hmm. for sure but there's a <laughs> lot of great games coming a lot of things we're looking forward to playing i like uh, so many things so good so much good shit was out but definitely starfield's on the top of our list i think i think we're already yeah, yeah. To play that shit Definitely make sure to put in your pre-orders. You know, I'm one of the lucky few that was able to actually snag one of the constellation ones, so I'm I'm super excited for that. How much? Uh, how much did you pay for that thing? What's 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 I this podcast money? Say, what's the podcast uh, money giving you? <laughs> uh, this is going to be redacted from the podcast. So if you're a beep for who's listening. That's what it is. Uh, so I paid. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> this guy gave up. The rights to his first child's name and his That's left it, testicle man. for the, this <laughs> that watch. <laughs> hey, I'm just happy I was able to do it. <laughs> Who needs that left testicle, right? It, it always right. it always hung a little bit lower. It was right. not symmetrical. <laughs> was not a fan. Didn't need it. Just gets in the way, you know, especially when it's hot and like <laughs> muggy outside. Uh, it gets annoying. Because you're old, you know, so that one's probably touching oh. your knee at this point. It's sagging so low, it's your your knee bagging that thing. <laughs> anyway, we're just going on about nonsense, so I think we can we can hit the the wrap up on this. God, um, I thought you were never gonna ask. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> What ask about your left testicle? Because I didn't think I was either, but it's there. Anyway, thanks, thanks everybody for tuning in for the seventh episode of the Forge and Light Destiny podcast. I know this one went off on a little bit of a tangent, a little bit different. We're hoping you guys enjoy it. What's what game are you looking forward to play after after all the announcements that came out with this game fest 2023 we're looking forward to starfield please reach out to us at, on all of our socials we're on twitter you can find us at the forged in light handle you can find us on uh, destiny lichloth doom and crimson find us on there you can join the clan get in the discord just reach out we're more than willing to help in game and again we'll see you guys out there